Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. So can you just explain what passenger riding is and the context that you see it as, and again, what your thoughts might be, how it might help both the rider and the horse? Yeah, um, passenger riding is in, uh, not so bad to a certain extent and depending depending on the horse. Um, I think just doing it with every horse is not, not a great idea um, because... Can you say what it is? Sorry, Mark. Oh, sorry, passenger. Yeah, sorry, passenger riding in the... Uh, in what it is, it's basically getting on your horse, letting it go where it wants. And I guess at some stage you, you get a certain, you, you know, the horse is responsible for maintaining a certain speed. So that could be a walk, for instance, to start with and uh, let the horse go where they where they want. And you just sit there as a passenger and show them you can be completely with them and not, you know, micromanage and stuff like that. Um, and it gets people to sort of, you know, go loose and travel with their horses and just follow them along. So passenger riding is very good. And, and, and if people watch me, watch me ride at clinics, so I'm using the reins all the time. There's a, there's a thing that I do in my body that I'm a passenger all the time. So um, I think so. But but the thing I'm I, uh, with about passenger riding is you're not really a passenger. Um, you're still actually asking the horse to move forward. So, um, so technically, if you're on a forward horse that just walked around the arena, you could passenger ride and just sit on it, one of those curious horses that kind of goes to the corner, looks out and goes over here and looks out and then sort of does a recce and then sort of settles down and just gets used to carrying you around. Um, so, so on young horses that are just cruising around and stuff like that and babies, I'll sit on them and just let them cruise around, do a bit of exploration. But that's about the extent uh, I tend to do the passenger riding. Um, I think doing it on all horses is not a good idea. Now, now the horses that I probably wouldn't do it on are the ones that just suck back to the gate and their mates and they don't have a lot of confidence and they look out there and go, well, that's scary, I'm going to sit back here. Um, because really you can't passenger ride them. Um, what, how are you going to passenger ride them as in once they're stuck at the gate? You're going to have to do something to get them to change their thought and search. Um, and, and this is where I, I disagree with passenger riding is because if the person has thought the reins are the bad guy and, and I'm just going to use my legs and bump you along and sit there as a passenger, well, you sit there at the gate bumping, bumping, bumping while the horse is just going, well, you know, and you're going to really quickly wear out your legs and how are you going to get your horse to go when its thoughts are over there? So I'm a big, I'm big on using steering when steering is needed not acceleration so acceleration is go forward but in this sense uh, a not confident horse is scared of over there and comfortable over here so it's stuck at the gate there so you've got to bump it and bump it and bump it while it just does circles and then it searches in a new direction you've only got so many bumps before a horse starts to dull to your legs and loses interest or they become a burden so i, I like to save my legs um, for, for a horse that's already knowing how to move. And this is where I don't passenger ride horses. So uh, this is where I would most definitely use the reins and I'd sit at the gate and I'd pick up a rein until the horse let go of that thought and look somewhere else. And then it started to search and pick up movement through the reins. Um, so, so I do passenger riding on the horses that don't want to go and I do it on a lot of horses anyway but the horses that don't want to go because they, they lack confidence or anything like that 
is I don't use my legs and I passenger ride with the reins. As I still sit up there like a tourist on a beach ride, I don't have an energy. I don't, I'm not using my seat. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I'm just picking up on a rein and saying, can you let go of that thought? Thank you. And when the horse lets go of that thought and starts to search and get confident, then I just sit on it as a passenger until it gets stuck again. And I pick up a rein when it gets stuck. So, so I passenger ride with the reins um, a lot on horses. When the horse looks like it's getting close to a dead end or as in a mental block, a corner, uh, somewhere where you know the horse is just going to fade out and I'll pick up a rein and say, let go of that, try something else. Um, if the horse gets a strong thought, I'll say, let go of that, try something else. So, so I do passenger riding with the reins um, and sometimes I'll also incorporate the legs in it uh, where I do passenger riding and just follow my horse uh, with my seat. As I say, my seat's all very neutral, this whole thing. So in, uh, in, in the, in, then, then later on when the horse knows it can go to every corner of the arena confidently, then I might start to do passenger riding in the sense that when the horse fades a little and goes back to a standstill from a walk, then I'll bring in my legs and say, back to a walk, and then I'll leave it alone. And then so it be, becomes responsible for that speed. But um, I think um, passenger riding in context is used a lot is in people don't touch the reins at all. And I, and I dis disagree with just thinking you can just not touch the reins on every horse and ride around. Um, because one, not everybody has an arena. That's the other thing is a lot of people don't have the um, advantage of just going out there and riding in a nice sandy arena. So a lot of these programs that sort of um, sell passenger riding is something we should do with our horse as well. Um, I think when you ride out in a paddock, uh, and your horse gets the speed up, you want to be able to tell it to let go of that thought pretty quick and know that you can help it in the reins. So I think passenger riding, as I said, sit up there like a tourist using the reins is a really good way to get a horse um, and you can you apply it on most horses and you don't need an arena to do it um, because it's, it's, say, it's, it's safer because when the horse gets a strong thought, you can say, let go of that thought and relax and just sit up there like a passenger again, like, like just a tourist on a beach ride. So, so that type of passenger riding using the reins, I, I, I strongly recommend because it's, um, yeah, as I say, it's, it, it suits someone who doesn't have a good arena and things like that. Uh, once the horse knows how to move, then I would start to do a bit of passenger riding and that would be just to get the horse to be responsible for a speed. So when the horse falls back, I say back up to that speed and then I just sit up there like a tourist. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense to everybody, but that's that's the way I'd sort of do my... But, but if people watch me closely, they might see me using the reins all the time. But um, I sit up there and I, my, my leg is... My whole body is almost like it's had an epidural. Um, I'm just sitting up there and um, until the horse understands that simple thing of the reins. And it's the same with the legs. When you start using your legs and teaching your horse legs, you sit up there like your whole body is not working and the only thing that works is your heels. Uh, so, the, so you know the horse understands the reins and the heels and then you've got two things to fall back to that you know work when you start teaching a horse to move off the feel of a seat or something like that then you know when you go to the leg then you've taught the horse to understand the leg or the heel thoroughly so it's not sort of frightened of it uh, same with the reins okay so sticking with the legs um, i'm going to go on to the next question which is from megan and it comes off the back of a recent clinic that she did with you she's been trying to reintroduce leg aids to her horse who has been a bit dull to them so it's working pretty well he's transitioning towards his thoughts without the request of a leg 
but his initiating upwards gait transitions are becoming quite strong. So it could be that he's getting a little bit too fast um, and that's even without her using the legs. So she's wondering how does she set a boundary while still supporting him to build his confidence and follow his thoughts forward happily. She's been doing lots of upwards and downwards transitions and not leaving him in any gait for very long. What exercises or techniques could you recommend? Basically, I think um, because you've used that um, desire to get him to go forward, and that's what I, I recommend people do is, is you go in the direction. So especially a horse that doesn't have a lot of confidence, you find that confident direction, you slow them down, and then you speed them up. So they learn to feel good about coming off your legs instead of kicking, kicking and making maintain a speed or something like that. So um, you slow down, speed up. And, and I guess what's happened with your horse is starting to go in a pattern. I'm, I'm going and I'm getting a strong thought. So what's happening is your horse is destinating and going, oh, that's, that's this, the legs are the way that I'm going to go up there. And it's not moving forward off your legs. It's actually, instead of going in that direction, it's going to that destination in its mind. So very quickly, um, you know, it might take two lessons to get a horse to start to feel okay with those legs to move forward off them. But then very quickly, if you see your horse is going, oh, this is just a, a pattern. I come up this end and I go up that end. Uh, you've got to very quickly change that pattern. Um, and, or no, sorry, stop having a pattern. I shouldn't say change that pattern for another one. Um, so so I, I, I very quickly start to use, do a lot of transition within the walk. So you've obviously got a bit of spark, a bit of go, and that's, that's necessary because sometimes to get softness, you can't have softness without lightness. Um, lightness is that, that horse kind of quickly, you know, finding an answer opposed to a sleepy horse that's not searching. So, but sometimes lightness is not softness because it's going to carry anxiety and brace and worry and stuff like that. But you've got to have that little bit of spark in them before you can quite get, you know, get that softness, especially when it comes to sort of, you know, moving off a field um, very accurately. So this is where I do a lot of transition within the walk. So when I get into that good direction, I'm going to slow the horse down and I'm going to use my legs to speed it up a little and I'm going to slow it down because what's going to happen if you're not careful, if the horse was, say, dull on the legs, but then you realise it's a bit worried of the legs or something like that, then then it's going to just kind of go, hey, this is how I can get away from the legs is by rushing forward. So that's when I start to, to calibrate or tune the accelerator. Uh, it's like tuning the carburetor where you this much air, this much of this, and you just tune away until it's just how you like it. You know, usually how you like it is going to be the horse liking it too because nobody likes an accelerator that they can't touch their horse otherwise it runs off or one that they've got to kick and nothing happens. So, um, so I just start to go speed up a little in the walk, slow down in the walk, speed up in the walk, slow down in the walk, and I start to sort of um, just you know, say this much more, one step, two step, now walk off, walk into medium walk, walk up to fast walk, down to medium walk, now loosen. And every every sort of step, step yeah, you try and make a step in the walk where you can uh, loosen the rein and the horse stays in that speed. And you just keep working up and down in the walk. Don't go to trot, just, just get the, this accelerator tuned really nice. If your horse is pushing and it's got strong forward thoughts, just close on the reins, back up until the horse lets go of that thought, loosen and then say back to my legs, let's follow the feel again. So you're getting the horse to follow the feel of your legs, not just legs mean shoot off. Okay, so uh, all you're going to do is put a lot more transition closer together and just go slow, slow, speed up a little, speed up a little bit and you just keep 
edging the horse up a little bit and then you let them off a little, edge them up a little bit, let them off a little, then back them down, slow down to a slow walk and, and just keep working there till the horse is like, you're just like kneading dough. You just keep doing that same thing until you get right up to the fast walk. You can loosen the rein, it doesn't want to trot um, and you can go right down and, and then at the bottom end of the scale down at the slow walk, you try and get the horse better at not stalling. So I slow the horse down till it nearly stalls. Now, anyone in different countries might know the word stall. Stall is, you know, when you drive a manual car and you let the accelerator off and it goes slower and slower and then it says plop, 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 and then it stops, okay, when you don't have enough revs. Um, I try and sort of get the horses close to that point where they go, they feel like they're going to stop. And some horses, the bracier the horse, the more anxiety, they'll, they'll, they'll actually start to stall and get really rigid in their walk um, sooner. So the horses that are easy to stall are usually bracy and still don't uh, not comfortable at softening um, through the reins, through their whole body. Um, the horses that are hard to stall in the sense that they're very soft in hand and they slow down nice, but you can get them to super slow walk and almost nearly have no sharp edge from a slow walk into a backup. Well, those ones are the soft horses. So you've got to try and bring your horse back till it nearly stalls and then loosen up and let it just kind of relax and crawl a little and then you loosen the reins right up and then you bring it back to the stall and that's a really good one too as you bring them back and then from that really slow, like relaxed walk and then speed them up and then you just get the horse listening to you more than worrying about getting to the end of the arena. You needed what you did though. What you did is you got that horse going and not dull to the legs. Now you've got to get it comfortable and, and tuned and that, 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 that shouldn't take too long if you just sort of uh, yeah start looking at the refinement now. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven day free trial. If you like what you see it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.